Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hello? Hello? <clears throat> Podcast Network Asia. Network Asia. What's going on? This is Xavier Woods, a.k.a. Austin Creed. I said give me a hell yeah! Hey, this is Zayda Zay. Hello, WWE Universe in the Philippines. This is Charlotte. Talent is not sexually transmitted. You need to go back to the drawing board because your game absolutely sucks! Hey, everyone, this is Jeff Cobb. I'm Lewis Howley. I'm Sam Spoker. We are pretty deadly. Yes, boy. Yes, boy. Hello, my name is Zina Dragunov, the star, the NXT UK champion, and you're listening to the Wrestling Wrestling Podcast. You are listening to the longest-running weekly episodic Filipino wrestling podcast. This is the Wrestling Wrestling Podcast. Stan C, Ro Moran, and Chino Liao coming to you for another audio-only episode of the pod. And this is the time when we take a look at the mailbag, check yung mga questions that you've been sending our way over on TikTok or on Twitter at Wrestling2XPod. And we have another fun listicle to go through uh, courtesy of one of our listeners over on TikTok. Tama, Ro? TikTok to? Yeah, uh, somebody asked us on TikTok. I forget who. I forget your TikTok right now. But it is a question from the inbox. All right. So somebody asked us to name the top five heels and faces in both the WWE and AEW. It should be a fun little exercise. So right before we hit record, we, uh, we actually put this list together. So let's see if we're going to be on the same page here or if we spots na up for debate or if you have those uh, comments that you'd like to send our way at the end of the list, okay lang din. Let's have a fun little conversation and back and forth. All right? Before we get to that list though, let's uh, tell you about one of the ways you can be part of a growing wrestling wrestling podcast patron community and that's over on Patreon. All right, by the time you hear this, it will be crown jewel in a matter of days. Don't sleep salang as Pat McAfee likes to say. We'll be doing a after work uh, watch party because we can't catch it live on midnight. So what you got to do to join that watch party is to sign up for our Patreon. It is patreon.com slash wrestling wrestling podcast for as low as 250 pesos a month. You get access to our discord community where we do the watch parties and we talk about wrestling. Uh, you get access to our exclusive review content of all the TV shows and pay-per-views. You get free merch. Uh, we're actually planning a merch run pretty soon. So if you want, uh, if you want some you could probably uh, sign up for that so again patreon.com slash wrestling wrestling podcast for as low as 250 pesos a month another way you can support the pod aside from being a patron is by protecting your devices and that's through our friends over at NordVPN 
Right, you can protect your online browsing and get some goodies as well, like Disney Plus. Habang wala pang Disney Plus dito, all you gotta do is subscribe for a NordVPN subscription. It is at podlink.co slash four seven six. Podlink.co slash the numbers four seven six. Click that link. It will take you to the NordVPN website where you get. Access to an exclusive deal, two years and four months of NordVPN protection. Again, podlink.co/slash four seven six for only eighty nine dollars. And finally, before we get to our list of the top five heels and faces in both WWE and AEW, you should know that we're actually looking for a new co-host here on the Wrestling Wrestling Podcast. Chino, let them know what they need if they want to be part of the crew. So basically, we're looking at three categories here. The first one, of course, is you need to be updated with all the wrestling world happening. So basically, you need to keep up with all the WWE and AEW content that's available, all the pay-per-views, your Raws, your Smackdowns, your Dynamites, your Rampages, and even NXT. To be able to talk about it on a weekly basis. Second, we're also looking for personalities here. Okay, We are looking for people who have opinions here, that, that bad opinions, that's the opinion. So, if there's shit takes kayo dyan, labas nyo lang on, on the one-minute video. And third, of course, you need to be able to communicate those said bad takes, right? Which, uh, after all, at the end of the day, this is a podcast. You will be talking for a very long time. So, all you need to do to throw your hat in the race to be our next co-host is to come out with a one-minute video on our social media, or rather tag us on social media. It can be either on Instagram or Facebook or on TikTok. And let us know what you like best about the last episode of the Wrestling Wrestling Podcast. It can be this episode or the episode before this one. All you need to do is tag us at Wrestling Wrestling Podcast on TikTok and on Facebook and at Wrestling2XPod on Twitter and Instagram. Yeah, uh, so it's at Wrestling2XPod on TikTok and Twitter, and then at Wrestling Wrestling Podcast on Facebook and Instagram. No, and, okay. Yeah, make sure to follow us on Spotify not in the process. It'll mean a great deal to us, and hopefully to you, if and when you become the new Wrestling Wrestling Podcast co-host. All right. Let's get to our list. These are the top five heels and faces in both WWE and AEW, according to us here on the WWP. So let's start with the heels in the WWE, and we're going to do this in ascending order, starting at number five. We got to go with Sasha Banks. And the first I list, I actually left her out, and I don't know why. Parang hindi lang siya as matunog sa akin ngayon. So um, I'm, I'm willing to actually put her in the top five. So can you, uh, can you let me know why Sasha deserves her spot here as number five? I will tell you why you forgot to put her on the list. It's because she missed SummerSlam and she only recently came back uh, a few weeks ago at Extreme Rules. Right? So I can understand why you didn't feel like she deserved to be there because she was actually missing out and her heel turn was actually pretty new. So, uh, But I think she has more than earned her spot as one of the top women in the SmackDown women's division. And yeah, SmackDown anyway, uh, uh, still one of the big names, a big star, and you can't, you know, discount her at all. Yeah, and her absence is immediately felt, right? When you saw her leave, when you, she took that sabbatical from wrestling, to find somebody to place in that spot she's in right now. And she works so well as a face. 
but even better as a heel. That's why we have her at number five. All right, uh, actually sold. Like it was a perfect way to explain why she didn't top of mind. Oh, no, yeah, she did disappear for a while uh, for unexplained reasons, and it kind of followed a pattern, right? From WrestleMania, nawalasha, and then SummerSlam, nawalasha ulit. So yeah, I, I, I it, it's much clearer to me at this point. Let's go to number four on our list, and this is Bobby Lashley. And I think even though he's no longer WWE champion, even though MVP is on the shelf, and even though we haven't really gotten a full explanation behind the Hurt Business reunion, parang number four pa rin si Bobby Lashley looking at the heel landscape, di ba? Uh, thanks for reminding me that he didn't explain that after two weeks. But yes, um, Bobby Lashley is number four. He's a made man after that WWE Championship run. Uh, before he was upper mid-card, now he's at the top of the Raw Mountain. And yeah, uh, he, the only reason why he's not number one is because he's not Roman Reigns. So that's kind of giving it away. But uh, he's still the top heel on Raw, uh, all things considered. Yeah, and he really played this part well, especially during the pandemic. To be the champion that unseeds the... Well, first of all, see Miz, the right? Pero he beat the Miz, yes. But he also played his part while being the heel that everybody can hate and everybody can boo. Right? And now that WWE is back on the road, even if he isn't champion anymore, he still plays that role very, very well. Yeah, you're right, Ro, when you said that he's a made man. And Chino, you make great points. Na, oh nga, um, it, it seems like that championship run really paid off in dividends. I, I hope that it pays off then to the point that Lashley becomes a two-time WWE champion. I'd like to see what he does as a heel again. This time, hopefully, with a, more long, uh, with a longer and more sustained run with the Hurt Business together. Na, you know, they're all at the top of their game. So that remains to be seen. Let's go to number three. And this is where Charlotte Flair firmly belongs. And I didn't have any problems putting her here just because uh, no matter which division she's in, Raw or SmackDown, she's bound to be one of the top names. And now that she's going to SmackDown, uh, I think that easily puts her at the top of their heel women's, uh, at the top of their heel lists of women's division. But overall, I think she's only number three because there are two names that are clearly on top of her heels. Yeah, you said it. Um, she is actually the number one heel on Raw. Sababae, uh, sa women's division. So there is no disputing that. It's just that overall, she's not at the top. I would argue the number one heel in Raw in general, maybe even more than in the current landscape, maybe even more than Bobby here. But at the same time, see Charlotte Kase, she's also one of those big personalities that you can easily gravitate towards the body. You know that she has the charisma to, to make you either hate her or love her. And in this case, hating her just feels a lot more natural for the fans that keep booing her. Yeah, she seems to be uh, very inclined to just keep being a heel then. I don't know why, but over the last, I would say, four or five years, she just seemed to put it all together as a performer. And it, and it just looks and seems so easy for her to be a natural heel. Unfortunately for Charlotte, there is one name above her right now. And that happens to be her good old pal, Becky Lynch. And I think Becky surpasses Charlotte here just because overall, yung uh, yung orbit niya as a superstar really is larger regardless of her alignment no as a face or as a heel which is why I think na mas malaking star power yung hatak niya ngayon even though she just got back from maternity leave 
even if Becky has only recently began to put things together as a heel, it just speaks volumes to her capabilities as a performer because her large personality coupled by the fact that she has incredible drawing power makes people want to boo or cheer for her either way. Not just that, uh, she also doesn't have to try as hard as Charlotte does. Parang feeling ko mas natural sa kanya yung pagiging heel. And um, she inhabits the role so well that even her face run has to be her as kind of an anti-hero, anti-heroine, if you will. So um, there is no question at all that Becky is a top female heel in all of WWE. It probably helps that Becky has gone up against a really hot baby face in Bianca Belair. And, you know, she's done everything that a good heel needs to do, which is really to deprive the fans of what we've come to love about her so much. So, you know, that, again, uh, as Sheena says, uh, really speaks to Becky as a performer as a whole. And speaking of performers who've really excelled in their role, the number one spot, we have to acknowledge the tribal chief, the head of the table, the universal champion, Roman Reigns. Undisputed naman to, eh, diba? Yeah, and it's also worth noting that Roman Reigns, despite being the top heel, has moved more merch uh, than anyone else right now. Almost as much merch as John Cena in his peak. So that is uh, legit head of the table, legit provider, legit tribal chief, uh, carrying the whole company on his back. So um, the most beloved heel ever. Yeah, yeah, Roman, yeah, Roman Reigns is just performing at his peak during this time in the WWE. As in, we've never seen this Roman Reigns ever before. And it just goes to show how much more in love with this character Roman is than with all his other iterations. Because you can actually see how committed he is to the bit, to the gimmick. Diba? So at the, at the end of the day, if you love what you're doing, it really just shows in your performance. Yeah, Roman Reigns has also put it together. And it's amazing it took this long for Roman to get here. And sige, you know, I'm, I'm, I am one of, the, one of those people who likes to believe na where you are right now is a product of the road that you had to get through to get here. But man, imagine if we'd gotten here much, much sooner. Yeah, but uh, you know it is what it is, and it's uh, hopefully a lesson to Vince McMahon and the future generations that he will handle. So that's about all I can say about that. Because the Roman Reigns has already turned. Uh, he's been through what he's been through, and there is no changing that at all. It shows the depth of his performance ability. The right? to have him as a pure baby face and now have him as a pure heel and have fans still cheer for him either way. So this guy is a made man after this run. He can, for all we know, he might be off to Hollywood and pursue a, a career as an actor, but that'll be okay. We've already seen all that he can do. Yeah, you know what? I uh, I actually want to step in line. Like, it's not that people want to cheer him. It's more of he's just such a good performer. Now you can't help but respect everything he brings to the table. No pun intended. Na parang sobrang galing na Like he gaslights people. He's so smarmy. He's really mean. And yet, uh, the way that he works is just so good. You have no choice but to respect it. Yung begrudgingly respect. Alam mo yun? So yeah. I think that's where we all are as fans. So. Uh, undisputed number one in the heels right now or among the heels right now that's Roman Reigns now let's go to the other side here and talk about the baby faces and let's start at number five with Edge and 
no una hindi ko rin naisip si Edge, I actually thought of putting Kofi and Xavier here, but let's make the case for Edge. Yeah, um, he is still the legend that is currently full-time on the roster. Uh, he is still the biggest name that SmackDown has arguably on the face side. So, um, I mean, sorry, you have Brock Lesnar as well. Pero right now, as a you know, uh, full-time wrestler, you got Edge and uh, nobody else really touches him. Um, it's only now that he... Uh, moved away from the Universal Championship picture. Remember, he spent the early part of this year, the first half of this year, um, in the Universal Championship picture. So you can't deny that he actually was a pretty big face on the SmackDown side. Yeah, and like Rose said, he is Edge. He is the legend. Right? He is he's the uh, multiple-time champion. Right? He's the rated R superstar. He's everything we know and love about Edge. So it's just natural for him to be a shoe-in at number five in the face as part of this countdown. Yes, Abaga, he does bring that grizzled veteran um, type of babyface energy that Sikofi will probably have in like a couple of years. He's already 40, Sikofi, so I think he's going to be approaching that territory very soon. But for now, see, Edge is already there. He's the babyface grizzled veteran, so I guess that's why he's at number five. Now, going on to number four, uh, she's actually the only woman on this list, and that's Bianca Belair. And I think no question then, among all of the female baby faces, she's clearly on top here. Yeah, she is over like Rover. Uh, you can't deny that she is hot stuff right now. And uh, well-deserved not to be the only woman on this face list. Yeah, and she's really played her role well. Because on NXT, she was a heel. But then as time went on and as she went on to face more competition, how she evolved her character and how she really dug in her heels and did the work. And now you, can, you can't help but cheer for her because her story is really worth telling. What does it say about WWE's women's division? Uh, sa heels, we had three of them there. And yet, si Bianca lang yun nandito sa baby faces. Like we haven't mentioned Rhea or Nikki or Alexa. It's not that they don't have good faces. It's just that hindi sila, ano, hindi sila big enough to get in the top five. So, yeah. I feel like the roster is still depleted. We still don't have Bailey. We still don't have Asuka. It's, a, it's still... Hindi ko naman sinasabi na dito papasok si Bailey and Asuka. But then if you don't have a full roster, it's kind of hard to stack up against people of that uh, caliber. Competition. When you look at the top three, it's names like Drew McIntyre, who's at number three. And now that he's going to SmackDown, I feel like Medjana inject and ng energy. Like he doesn't feel as panghasha na naman as he used to back when he was on Raw. Now that he's on SmackDown, I don't know. I'm getting excited for him versus Roman Reigns. Yeah, uh, he hasn't been on SmackDown since his first run um, in the company, as I mentioned before. So it is definitely fresh and. At this point, then na rin si Roman Reigns on eh, ng face contender for the Universal Championship. So it is pretty fun. The thought of Drew McIntyre and Roman Reigns on SmackDown. Yeah, and also it gives them the opportunity to build up this rivalry that Triple H is so hyped about. Right? He said that this rivalry would pave the way forward for the WWE in the future. And what better way to start than now? Yeah, uh, you know, Drew McIntyre, 
assuming that Roman Reigns retains against Brock Lesnar at Crown Jewel, uh, does make a great opponent for him. So yeah, it should be a fun uh, end of the year on SmackDown with Drew being their top babyface, uh, not named Brock Lesnar, who is at number two. Yeah, uh, I think people are still on the fence on what Brock really is. But they love to cheer Brock. They love to have a reason to pop for him. So I think this is the company finally giving everyone what they want in the, okay, we finally have a Brock Lesnar that we can cheer for, especially against someone as smarmy as Roman Reigns. So it all works out. Yeah, it's also, honestly, I'm not really sold with Brock as a face, even if it is against a pure heel like Roman Reigns. However, I can totally see why people are cheering for him in that regard. The the creative has has really tried to make us really cheer for Brock as a face instead of as this monster guy that just shows up and suplexes people. So at least make a real effort behind this uh, persona. Try not to concretize the effort for uh, for fans like Chino who aren't as sold. One, I think na they they've been able to maximize yung strengths ni Brock and limit yung kanyang limitations for lack of a better term. Like even though Paul Heyman isn't by his side anymore, the few times he does get to be on the mic, he's actually pretty compelling. Like he's d- doing a great job on the mic. That's number one. Uh, second, alam mo yung feeling na pag merong kaaway, so kung meron ng away sa yun yun yung mas kakampihan mo, di ba? Kahit na medyo kupal din siya. That's Brock Lesnar right now. Like, if Roman Reigns is the biggest bully on SmackDown, meron siyang bully, eh. di, doon tayo kakampi. So I think that's why Brock as a babyface is actually working. I'm actually gonna agree with Chino and say that they didn't really change much in Brock's character uh, in this current run. So it's just him being the same old Brock Lesnar against someone who is a fa- uh, heel. Pala, sorry. So it's not all that different at all. You just gave him to the people I mean you just gave him to people who want to see Roman Reigns fail you know in kayfabe yeah I guess so um, I don't know uh, to me something's working here and um, aside from the other two reasons that you know uh, I, I think they're already doing what they can here so I'm sold so uh, maybe they can do more maybe not I don't know uh, but clear, clearly, Brock Lesnar isn't the top babyface in WWE right now because that spot has to be Big E. Yeah, uh, Big E isn't the biggest champion. That the biggest champion is still Roman Reigns, but he is the top dog right now. Um, he is getting the run of his career, the run of his life, and people are all in, and people believe that he is deserving of this run. Yeah, his story is just something else. As well, from from being a recruit to being almost fired to now being a uh, WWE champion, but it's it's so astonishing the leaps and bounds he, his career has taken ever since we first saw him alongside Dolph Ziggler. It has just now he gets his own run. Minus the other two guys in the new day, and really get to see him shine on the mic and the ring on his own, and and I'm just really happy for him. Yeah, us being happy for Big E also shows how there are people that are natural baby face in real life, and the new day, the basilang tatlo, that's them. And Big E being WWE champion right now, that's uh, it also shows all the goodwill he's brought up 
or and he's built up rather uh, for himself as an individual for the new day as a whole. Um, it's shades of Kofi Mania from 2019. But Biggie, like Biggie is also his own dude. But even without Kofi, this is a guy who I've also mentioned this on the podcast would auction off his gear and then donate them for for causes that mean to uh, that mean a lot to him that mean a lot to his friends so you know um very well deserved everything that's happened to Big E and it just really goes to show how he's such a, a natural babyface both in kayfabe and in real life mm-hmm. so there uh, those are our top heels and babyfaces in WWE let us know if you agree or disagree or if you want to um if you want to debate any of their spots on our list, hit us up on Twitter or on TikTok. It is at Wrestling2XPod. We're going to get to our list for AEW naman in a bit. But first, got to take a quick break to let you know about a couple of ways you can support the podcast. Starting off with our friends from Lazada. All right, guys. There's always a sale in Lazada. But I've just checked right now and lagging me deals. So if you want to get anything because hashtag NASA Lazada, yan, all you got to do is use our affiliate link to support the podcast when you're shopping on Lazada. It is podlink.co slash IAM, podlink.co slash IAM. Type that in your mobile browser. It will take you to the app where you add the cart and check out. And what you buy will help us do what we do here on the podcast at no extra cost to you. Speaking of buying things and Lazada, did you know that you can now get your Union Bank Lazada credit card and you can also support the podcast in the process? Yeah, if you get a Union Bank Lazada credit card, you can get up to six times the Lazada credits when you buy from Lazada using the card. So all you got to do to sign up for that card is to use our affiliate link. It is podlink.co slash LJ9 podlink.co slash LJ, the number nine. And, you know, all the applications that come through through that link will help us do what we do here in the podcast. And now a quick word from our other podcasts on Podcast Network Asia. If you're a podcaster or plan to create your own podcast soon, we want to share with you a tool that we use to help monetize our podcast. It's called Podmetrics. You may have heard about it before, but let me tell you now, Podmetrics is a platform that allows you to have full control of how you monetize your podcast. You can collab with brands just like we do here on the Wrestling Wrestling Podcast and choose between the many merchants that fit your podcast's audience. It also gives you tips and samples on how to execute your ads properly so you can maximize your earning potential. Not just that, you can also track how many of your listeners you were able to convert and know how much you've earned in real time. Cashing out is also a breeze. So if you're a podcaster, make sure you sign up by clicking the link in the description of this podcast episode and use our referral code WRESTLING2XPOD. That's WRESTLING2 XPOD so you can monetize your podcast too. Let's get back to our list. This time, let's cross over to the AEW side where we rank their top five heels and top five baby faces. Spoil the natin, Cody isn't here. <laughs> well, yeah. Did anybody <laughs> expect Was anyone looking be... for him? I don't know. Uh, maybe Arn Anderson. Maybe people were looking for Arn Anderson. Pero wala rin si Arn dito. Yeah, no, yun lang. Just had to get that out there. <laughs> All right, let's start with the heels. Start at number five with Malachi Black. Let's make the case for him. I like how bago pa lang siya sa company. He hasn't been there in, what, six months? 
He hasn't been there six months, rather, but he's already made an impact uh, with the roster. He's already put out stellar matches, and he's already told more of a story than when he did his House of Black run or his final run in the WWE. Because at least this time around, we actually get some logic behind his actions, and it isn't just some veiled threat under the guise of a children's tale. Diba? I like his run now, and I want to see more of it, especially against other top contenders. Not just that, uh, he is on a monster, no pun intended, run right now. Kasi he is presented as a legitimate threat, kahit na yung nightmare family lang yan, and some other guys. Um, they are showing him as someone not to mess with. And that goes a long, long way in these rankings. Yeah, that was kind of like the spot Miro was in before he dropped the TNT Championship to Sammy Guevara. But now that he hasn't really been on TV for a while, I guess he's on a break. Uh, we kind of have to bump Miro off and put Malachi Black here since he's the one who's active and he's the one who's still undefeated, going on, as Rose said, a monster run. Now, let's move on to number four on this list, and I'm really happy that they're here. It's the Men of the Year and American Top Team. And I guess this would not have happened if it weren't for the most recent episode of Rampage. Yeah, I'm also happy that they're there because they have been languishing in the mid-card for a long, long time when they got together. And then Dan Lambert came and saved them, as it literally saved them with the American Boomer Top Team. The Boomer came in and saved oh, them, bro. <laughs> uh, can you believe that I actually appreciate Dan Lambert? Now, gets going to be sitting there with him. Yeah, yeah. And they plucked him out. They plucked Men of the Year out of, uh, out of nothingness, out of the void. And now they are right now the some of the up and coming heels on the roster on the AW roster. And I also like how AEW is still playing WWE's game and still recruiting my MMA fighters or even big name UFC guys and trying to convert them to their side, right? Because while a lot of them are not natural heels, you know who is a natural heel? Jorge Masvidal. The guy, the guy who is the literal BMF champion who got into a Twitter feud with Ben Askren. And, and that Twitter feud is legendary, as legendary, in fact, as the fast knockout in UFC history, which he also holds. It makes me exciting to see talents like him who are naturally made for the wrestling uh, arenas of the world to actually be part of professional wrestling in an environment outside the WWE. Yeah, you know what, Chino? I'm impressed that you seem to know this much about somebody like Jorge Masvidal. Because I only really heard of him and even see Junior Dos Santos because of AEW. And when I was watching Rampage and the buy-in over the weekend, there was this really long segment that si Excalibur was running down the accomplishments of these guys, ba? of the people from American Top Team. And I'm like, that should have been on Rampage weeks ago or that should have been on Dynamite weeks ago because I want to care about these UFC guys, but I'm not an MMA guy. So it would have been nice that educate sana yung mga pro wrestling fans who don't yeah, it, know how big of a deal this, these guys are. Yeah, no, kasi it also goes back to all the other times we've complained about poor storytelling in AEW, diba? Kasi it's not, this isn't the first time where yeah, we right. got an explanation last minute, diba? Just look at all the times we've had to complain about the Dark Order, diba? So, it, I guess they were banking on the fact that there are a lot more MMA fans 
than there are Dark Order fans, I guess. Kasi mas, mas, may, ka, mas may appeal si Junior Dos Santos because of all the records he sells. Mas may appeal si Jorge Masvidal because of his online personality. Diba si Spade's band fan? It also has an appeal being an Instagram model and her and her male... Uh, fans? I didn't want to say only fans. Meron naman talaga. I didn't, I didn't want to say new picks, but uh, anyway, what I'm trying to say is they market kasi sila eh. they have a, they have a captured audience in MMA fans. So at least yon lang excuse, I guess, but it doesn't really excuse no, AEW from explaining to people like you, Stan, or whoever else doesn't watch uh, the UFC. Yeah, I'm just saying that they should have done this way earlier. I want to care about these people. I really do. I just wanted uh, them to explain why they're such a big deal other than, it's Jorge Masvidal! It's Jorge Masvidal! Like, okay, I get it. Like, sino siya? So, yun. Um, like, like Chino said, we've been uh, ranting about this for weeks and weeks and weeks. So, let's, let's move on uh, to number three on the list. And that's MJF and the pinnacle. And there was a time when MJF was clearly the top heel on AEW. That's no longer the case. Why is, why is that? Uh, well, mostly because they're not really feuding with the inner circle anymore. So that was a huge, huge uh, feud to banner AEW for quite a while. And without the headline worthiness of Chris Jericho, parang the bump down siya. Uh, especially when your target right now is Darby Allin, diba? Yeah. So uh, if he, they had a bigger opponent now, I think they would be easily on top of this list. But this is fine. This is not a bad spot. I feel like even if they are... I feel like while they're feuding with Darby, they took them a notch down as far as their momentum is concerned. Because I don't feel like Darby's as big as they, as Jericho right now. Right? It's hot si Darby ngayon. He's a younger guy, fresher face. Chris Jericho is still a legend in the business. And to be able to feud with somebody like him on the mic in the ring, it's just it speaks volumes to you and your value in the company. Now that said, MJF and the four other guys in the pinnacle, or five other guys in the pinnacle, have not worked wonders with whoever they're feuding it, whether it be with Inner Circle or now with Darby and Sting. I want to see more of MJF, especially if they could do if they do consider him as one of the future pillars of AEW. So that's a bit nothing major to take a step back. Sila. The sky's the limit for these guys. Well, the sky's the limit for these guys as long as they don't get treated like Team Taz against Darby and Sting. And I don't I don't know if that's even like a big ask at this point given what uh, Team Taz actually went through. Um, I think that must because MJF is a uh, chicken shit heel, right? And they did actually ambush Darby for once. So may may heal team that ambush Sakanya and actually won. So there's that. That's already better booking than Team Taz. Yeah, than Team Taz ever got, no? <laughs> okay, so the reason why MJF and the Pinnacle are at number three is because we can't put them over these guys. And I'm gonna love them together na lang. At number one, you've got Kenny Omega, and at number two, you've got the elite. And I think uh we we don't really have to justify this. The fact that uh, Omega's the world champion, that the Young Bucks were tag team champions, and that these guys are all over the show. Uh, Ramdam mo yung effects nila all throughout uh, AEW. Pero remember, when uh, 
MJF and the Pinnacle were feuding with the Inner Circle. They were not the number one heels on the show because they were feuding with um, lesser people, if you will, uh, for lack of a better term. But now, now that they are the, you know, now that they have the big names going up against them, Christian Cage, Brian Danielson, um, Hangman. Hangman Page. Yeah, Hangman Page. So uh, they are clearly ruling the top of the division right now. Their division's on AEW. Kenny Omega has put in a perf- one hell of a performance being the top champion or the top name in three different promotions. <laughs> He's held title in, titles in three different promotions at the same time, competed and defended all three of them. He's already lost one. But still, he's he's still able to herald and batter these promotions and still be a detestable heel. And that just goes to show his uh, capabilities as a wrestler. So yeah, there. Uh, that's our list of the top five heels on AEW. And I think it's a bit more cut and dry. Siya. We've got some notes, actually, uh, aside from the top five heels and faces, but we'll get to them when we finish the list as we move on Muna, to the baby faces. We've already talked about this guy. Uh, he's at number five right now on the faces list, and that's Darby Allen. So I think there was a time when we could say that he was a clear number two or number three, but now with all these bigger names having jumped ship to AEW, Napababad din yung standing ni Darby and by association si Sting. Yeah, um, he was over like Rover uh, around this time last year, right? And um, talagang you can't deny his spot at the top. But now uh, that that push cooled down, and I think um, some fans are okay with that because they don't want to be overexposed too much. Darby, I'm pretty and- happy. Yeah, this is a good spot for him, I think. Yeah, as long as they keep him a face, right? Like, it's not like you'd be afraid of somebody that skinny, that tall. You know? <laughs> yeah. So I, 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 I like him as a face because it automatically makes him the underdog. And it automatically makes him scrappy. And, and you, you want to root for that, especially against the bigger guy. Yeah, and MJF is a bigger guy compared to Darby Allen. Hell, the entire pinnacle. They're, they're uh, all bigger. Even si Tully. Yun eh. oh, five on two yun eh, diba? So, kahit sabihin mong mas mula si Darby Allen or magka-size sila, you still root for the guys who are outnumbered, diba? High daw, sabi ng Team Taz. Five on two din daw yun. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, speaking of uh, five-man groups, at number four, you've got Chris Jericho and the Inner Circle. And... I'm I'm okay with their spot here, and I think the only reason why they're still among the top uh, baby faces is because they're feuding with American Top Team, and it's because it's Chris Jericho. Uh, Chris Jericho is a hot face right now. Uh, people love to cheer and people love to sing Judas, so uh, talagang you can't not put him in the top five. Yeah, and it just gave them an excuse to bring uh, the inner circle back together. Proud and powerful, Satana and Ortiz were off doing their thing. Sammy is the uh, TNT champion now. See, Jake Hager was just the only guy left at Jericho's side until American Top Team started jumping Jericho and Hager. And that's lang yung excuse na to reform the inner circle once again. So I like how they're incorporating this uh, club versus club feud or war in this storyline. 
Yeah, I'm not gonna lie. The inner circle is actually pretty over as a group. And I think they've done a good job of just endearing themselves then to the AEW audience over their entire run, dating back to 2019 when they first got together. But they were like cool heels for a while. And now they're just a cool group of people who, you know, did some really shitty things. But now I guess they're good guys. So, uh. <laughs> okay, uh, let's move to our top three. At number three, we've got CM Punk. And as much as a lot of CM Punk fans would probably want him to be at number one, we just can't put him there because he's not really in the main event picture. And honestly, Punk looks like he's pretty happy not being there. No, if you asked us like a month and a half ago, CM Punk would clearly be number one. But now, in a cool off na yung, yung honeymoon phase, um, it's clear that he is in the business of uh, putting over or wrestling with the younger talent because he's not really putting them over and letting them win. So um, he remains to be one of the biggest faces on the show, but not the biggest face in the story. Yeah, he's also just happy being where he is, like to the Nabini role. He's just you know, content with playing commentary one day and then resting in the ring the next and then doing some promo against some young guy. Okay, na siya eh. Masaya na siya. And what we've learned about CM Punk's history, we should let Punk do what he's happy with. Kasi yeah. anything more than that and we won't see him for another seven years. <laughs> yeah, I think the entire community has learned that burning out CM Punk is not a good idea. So yeah, you know, as long as everybody's happy, then you know everyone can stay where they are. Okay, let's get to our top two. At number two, we've got the returning Hangman Adam Page. And feeling ko na lang yung run niya to the top when uh, when you know uh, they had a baby on the way. But now that Hangman Page is back, he just got right back in and picked up right where he left off. And if it weren't for whoever's at number one right now, Hangman Page would be number one. Actually, I would argue that he should be number one at this moment. But uh, also, the number one is also pretty arguable. So, okay, lang. I would rather treat this as a tie for all the reasons you mentioned. Yeah, I like how they've treated the Hangman as first out, a member outside the elite. Hangman to begin with. Second, also as the everyman babyface that every company need, needs. Because he's a cowboy, he drinks beer, he acts all southern and, and, and rustic. So parang yung appeal na yon, that is significant in wrestling history is something that AEW also needs. Kahit pilit ni Cody sa sarili niya na yun, hindi talaga bagay eh, diba? So for Hangman, bumagay siya and they've just stuck with it. Yeah, uh, I I actually love the Hangman Page arc, even though it's taken such a long time to get here. You know, whenever I see you mga Twitter threads where people try to map out the story ni Hangman Adam Page, uh, it makes me smile because uh, kahit papano, there's effort in at least telling his story. So I'm of the camp na I can't wait to see him defeat Omega because if and when that happens, it's going to be huge. And it says a lot about where he is right now as a wrestler, as a superstar, as a babyface sa uh, AEW. Which leads us to number one. And as Ro said, yeah, it's it's arguable parang 1A, 1B sila at this point. But um, I would have to argue that Brian Danielson has the edge over Hangman, Hangman Adam Page just because of how universally beloved this guy is no matter which company you, you, you stick him in. Yeah, uh, I would have uh, put him in number one as well. 1A, 1B is correct. Uh, Brian Danielson is the biggest steal of the year for AEW. No other person comes close. Not even CM Punk. CM Punk was a nice, uh, he was a nice 
touch to add to the roster. It was a nice feel-good moment. But when you talk about getting your money's worth, I think it's really Brian Danielson who will pay out more over the long term. So he is the best right now. He doesn't even need to be in the world championship picture. And he's still the best. And just to prove that, they put him in random matches to try to draw your attention away from WWE. Sobrang, like he's putting out performances that I've never seen him do before. Not in the WWE at least. Because he, he wrestled Bobby Fish one night and then he wrestled Minoru Suzuki the other. So parang, he's just the, he just goes up against anybody. And tama nga si Ro, when he mentioned that, that, that Brian Danielson, the American Dragon, is showing us what we missed out. Because I've only known him as the Yes Man. I've only known him as Daniel Bryan. I barely heard, I've only heard about Brian Danielson, the American Dragon. And I feel like every time I watch him in an AEW ring, I learn more and more about why people were immediately captivated with him all those years ago. Yeah, Rose said in previous reviews and previous uh, episodes of the pod, now what we're seeing is really a more mature and fleshed out version of Ring of Honor, Brian Danielson. And I have to agree, like I've actually gone back and watched some of, uh, some of his older stuff with people like Cesaro, people like uh, Takeshi Morishima, Nigel McGuinness, and I see it. I really see it and I love it. So I, I just get excited every time there's a Brian Danielson match. Yep, yep, yep. I'm glad you're all finally seeing it. <laughs> I mean, it's never too late and it, it's just nice. In 2021, after everything we've been through, after everything Brian's been through, we're here at this point. So there, that's our list. But before we close this one out, you have to know, na, you, have to, you have to notice na one, Mox isn't here. John Moxley, who is a former AEW world champion who was once in the Brian spot of the biggest steel slash signing uh, of, of AEW, isn't here. And that's probably because well, he just fell down to the midcard. Yeah, I think he is uh, uh, just taking daddy time away. So maging main eventer. Yeah, he I think he's happy just doing death matches with old friends and taking care of his kid. He doesn't really need the claim. I don't think he unintended uh, he never really went after it he just wanted to showcase his best and now that he's been able to do that I feel like he's happy where he's at if you notice yung list wala rin tayong women in either side uh, whether <laughs> heel or face and that really says a lot about how their women's division in AEW isn't being prioritized I, I will say that they are trying now they're trying harder than they have before and if this were a top 10 list, maybe by again for sure. But since we are only stuck with five names for each side, uh, we couldn't find a way to fit them in because it, it just wasn't, it just isn't the big priority it should be right now. Yeah, the inconsistent storytelling doesn't help their women's division, especially when they don't give women equal time. And now that they have a second title in the women's division, I can't help but wonder how that will affect their storytelling in the long run. One last thing that I have to mention and point out dito sa AEW list is that the only people of color are Santana Ortiz and Sammy Guevara. Yeah, what you gonna do? The, the hardcore wrestling fan favors the white guys. What are you gonna do about that? <laughs> I, don't, I don't really see it as much of an issue per se. Because WWE, think of your main champions, right? Yeah, but that's why WWE uh, draws in the fans of color more. But, you know, that's another story for another episode. 
Yeah, I'm I'm just pointing it out because you look at the WWE list, it's pretty diverse. Like half of them are people of color, whereas AEW, you know, it's just the three names I mentioned, and they're all in the inner circle. So I, uh, from a diversity standpoint, I think AEW has a long way to go in yeah. terms of uh, really building up. Ah, Scorpio Sky din pala is a is a Scorpio Sky. Yeah. Um, two, three of the two, three of the five guys on uh, American Top Team. Counted ba si Nak sa elite? <laughs> yeah, fine. Let, let, yeah, yeah. Let's count Nakazawa. <laughs> okay, fine. You know, you have, you have five guys, but it's only because of these factions that we're grouping together, diba? Hindi siya tulad ng WWE na we're identifying individuals. Now, but okay, be, you guys are right. You guys are right. To be fair, AEW is only a three-year-old con- yeah. uh, company, diba? So, parang, it's a lot of pressure to put on them. Oh, dapat lahat kayo may minority or dapat lahat kayo may POC kasi yeah, I I don't feel like that was the first thing Tony Khan, who is also, by the way, a person of color, prioritized. I think he's working on it. So I right. think give it a little more time and we will see oh. that in the future. Hey, I hope so. Diba? I mean, look at the women's division. People like Nyla Rose, people like Thunder Rosa and Jade Cargill. Hikaru Shida. Well, you know, Shida, not so much these days, aside from that one match. Well, that day, but I get it. I mean, like in general, right? I, I hear you. I see what you're saying. So yeah, um, sana sana. You know, uh, for all of AEW's criticism criticisms, uh, and they are well deserved. I do like I I do think na uh, they are still worthy of our support, diba, as fans. Because uh, the more companies that are out there, the more places there are to work for you mga wrestlers that we love. So ultimately, this landscape is a good thing, talaga, for everybody, the industry, the fans. We all win. We we really all win. So there. That's our list of the top five heels and faces in both WWE and AEW. Again, like I said earlier, let us know what you think. You can hit us up on Twitter or on TikTok at Wrestling2XPod or on Facebook and Instagram. It is at Wrestling Wrestling Podcast. As we wind down here, let's let you know about a couple of ways you can support the podcast through your online shopping, starting off with Shopee. All right, guys, there's always a deal on Shopee as well. So if you want to support the podcast with your shopping on Shopee, all you got to do is use our affiliate link. It is podlink.co slash W9X podlink.co slash W, the number nine and the letter X. Uh, type that on your mobile browser, add the cart, and check out from the app. And what you buy will help us do what we do here in the podcast. I thought it cost to you. Speaking of things you're buying, let's talk about one of our favorite brands on the podcast who's recently become a sponsor, and those are our friends over at Nike. Yon, there are so many killer deals on the Nike Southeast Asia online store. So uh, if you want to take part in all of those good stuff from Nike, all you got to do is follow our affiliate link. It is podlink.co slash 2J8, podlink.co slash the number 2, the letter J, and the number 8. And again, what you buy will help us do what we do here on the podcast at no extra cost. All right, and that's going to do it for this special audio-only episode of the Wrestling Wrestling Podcast. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you to um, our follower on TikTok who sent in that question. We're really sorry. We can't name you right okay, now. Okay, happy to know. Happy to know. Oh, sige, para ma-shoutout natin na ayos. Mag-bab ka muna, Stan. Oh, mag-install ka muna dyan. Para ma-shoutout natin na ayos. Yeah, we, we want to credit the person. I mean, we want to acknowledge you the same way that we acknowledge Roman Reigns. So, you know, uh, we got to say thank you to everybody, of course, who keeps following us. Uh, lalo na on Spotify. Every follow goes a long, long way. 
course, you can also follow us on Kumu at Wrestling Wrestling Pod, where you can catch the weekly live streams on Thursdays at 7 p.m., which are also simulcast over on Facebook.com slash Wrestling Wrestling Podcast. And speaking of these live streams, if you want to be part of these streams as the new co-host of the Wrestling Wrestling Podcast, we told you how you could audition at the top of the show. So please just uh, try it out, give it your best shot, and who knows, you might be part of the regular streams and the audio-only episodes as the new co-host of the podcast. Also, right. the ganda din ng questions sa TikTok. So please keep sending those yeah, in, yeah, guys. Because we enjoy really answering them. Yeah, thank you to at the Flash 0526 for uh, sending in that question. Uh, good luck sa bagamong movie. Yun. <laughs> thank you to the Flash 0256. All right. Uh, thank you very much as well to our babyface producers, to Nikai, to Gel, and to Jerick behind the scenes for putting these episodes together and cleaning them up, as well as to the Podcast Network Asia team for allowing us to do what we do best here on the pod. Don't forget to follow us individually as well at Roiswar, at China Supersize, and at underscore Stan C. On that note, we're out of here. We're going to see you on Thursday for our weekly live stream, Wrestling Wrestling Podcast. Out. Peace. The views and opinions expressed by the podcast creators, hosts, and guests do not necessarily reflect the official policy and position of Podcast Network Asia, the hosts of the program, or other programs of the network. Any content provided by the people on the podcast are of their own opinion and are not intended to malign any religion, ethnic group, club, organization, company, individual, or anyone or anything. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.